name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A very warm welcome to St. Bride's Church in Campus Lang for the celebration of morning Mass, which is, of course, the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Nancy Innes. Welcome uh, members of our family who are here with us today, Deborah and Ian, and Lorna and Gary, and Paul and Kirsty, and Harris and Lucas, Hayden and Joseph and Elsie, I don't think Amy's here but wasn't mentioned uh, mention the child, and Anders and Margaret and Sophie and, and John. Of course welcome also to the extended relatives of the family who are here today and also welcome to family friends. Death leaves a terrible emptiness doesn't it in the human heart when we lose someone that we've loved. Human beings of course grieve and mourn for a loved one. So today we pray for all who are here who have come to mourn their loss. We pray for comfort and consolation and strength for them today. Today there is sadness, uh, but today there is also joy. The bright shining light of Nancy's life has brought so many blessings to all uh, the many people who knew her in life. Uh, and I think it will continue to do that as the years pass. Her love never really passes dies or fades away. In the Mass today, then, we pray for Nancy at the end of her life, thanking God for the many blessings that she received, but also thanking God for the many blessings that she was to people in life too. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my works, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord have mercy. Let us pray. O God Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant Nancy, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Please be seated. reading from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the mourning veil covering all peoples, and shroud and the shroud enwrapping all nations, he will destroy death forever. The Lord will wipe away tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame everywhere on earth, for the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God in whom we hoped for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we had hoped. We exult and we rejoice that he has saved us. The word of the Lord. Oh, 
reading from the second letter of St Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on this earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We're always full of confidence then, when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are in living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him, for all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. And there was a lawyer who to disconcert Jesus stood up and said to him, Master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, what is written in the law? What do you read there? He replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind, and your neighbour as yourself. You've answered right, said Jesus. Do this and life is yours. But the man was anxious to justify himself to Jesus and said, Who is my neighbour? And Jesus replied, A man was once on his way down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell into the hands of brigands. They took all he had, beat him, and then made off leaving him half dead. Now, a priest happened to be travelling down the same road, but when he saw the man, he passed on the other side. In the same way, a Levite who came to the place saw him and passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan traveller who came upon him was moved with compassion when he saw him. He went up and bandaged his wounds, pouring oil and wine on them. He then lifted him onto his own mount, carried him to the inn and looked after him. Next day he took out two denarii and handed them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and on my way back I will make good any extra expense you have. Which of these three do you then think proved himself a neighbour to the one who fell into the brigand's hands? The one who took pity on him, he replied. Jesus said to him, go and do the same yourself. The Gospel of the Lord. Lord. 
Today I chose uh, the reading of the Good Samaritan from St. Luke's Gospel for the Funeral Mass. It's a story, as you heard, that reminds us of the importance of kindness. It appears in the Gospel himself, of course, when Jesus is asked what we have to do to gain eternal life. And the man himself uh, then gives those great commandments of the Old Testament to love God and your neighbour. And Jesus says, we'll do that and you'll gain eternal life. But the same person who asked the question uh, quickly comes back and asks, who is my neighbour? A strange question, you would think. And Jesus attempts to answer the question in the parable. The story of the Good Samaritan then is all about someone who is robbed and left half dead. People pass him by, but of course a foreigner stops and does all he can to help the injured person, looks after him, takes him to the place to be cared for, uh, pays uh, for his care there, and promises to pay extra on his return if needed. It is a powerful story, of course, about human kindness. The person, of course, doesn't know the injured man, and therefore he has no obligation to him. The man is a foreigner, and he has no ties uh, to this particular person. But what we hear is that he goes the extra mile, sees him, doesn't ignore him, looks after him and makes sure that he's looked after by the innkeeper, pays the expenses, and of course makes sure that he's uh, cared for. Jesus then, at the end of the story, asks who proved themselves to be the neighbour to the person. And, of course, the person is the Good Samaritan. It is a story about human kindness. The man, of course, doesn't know the injured man, yet helps him. He is in as much a hurry as the other people to get on with their work, and yet he stops. He doesn't turn aside. He gives him immediate help, but not only that, long-term help too. Lifts him on his steed, his horse, and then takes him to the inn, pays for his care, and promises to pay extra on his return. It is a story of great human kindness. In life, it's true, isn't it, that we meet, we meet many kind people on our way. Very often, what we realise is that we ourselves are the recipients of great kindness from people, people who help us in our life, people who help us in times of trouble, people who do kind actions for us and who are always there to support us. Today, as I think of Nancy, I believe that she herself was that kind of person, a person who was always supportive, always kind, always generous in her actions, and was much loved. A person who, like the person in the story, went the extra mile. Some people, like Nancy, in our own life, proved to be shining lights, a treasure to family and friends. And even though we've reached the end of our life, I believe that the light of our kindness will not dim in years to come. Her memory will live on, and that love and kindness that she has shown will be the strong foundation of people's lives and will continue to inspire in years to come. Later in the Mass, uh, Paul, her son, will give a tribute to his mum's life on behalf of the family. Her name, of course, her maiden name was Agnes Gurley Kane. She was never known as Agnes and preferred, of course, Nancy. I was told not to call her Agnes in the Mass. No one would know what I was speaking about. Her parents were James and Elizabeth. She was brought up with the rest of the family in Castle Chimmins, attended our local school of St Brides. Leaving school, she worked at uh, Curley's, and anybody who lives in halfway in Canvas Lang knows what Curley's is. She was their bookkeeper. She stopped uh, work uh, when she had her children, and looked after them. 
Later in life, she was to work at Asda on the kiosk. Her main job seemed to be to talk and chat with the customers, which she was well equipped to do. She was delighted when grandchildren came along and they had been the light of her life and the apple of her eye. She loved holidays and spending time with people, especially her sister. Later in life, she was diagnosed with an illness that, of course, would take her life. And she simply moved in to be beside Lorna and Gary and the children. And in those remaining uh, months, she was able to spend time with all of the family. In many ways, as the family and friends who are here know, Nancy was a remarkable person. Her courage and her strength have been incredible. And I think people do strength themselves uh, from her courage too. She was truly a remarkable person and greatly admired by all. It's true, isn't it, you meet in the course of your life people who stand out from the crowd, who live lives that are great inspirations to everyone. And in many ways, Nancy has been such a person. So today, amidst the tears and the sadness, amidst the grief and the loss, there are bright beams of light and sunshine as we realise how much Nancy's life has been a blessing to so many. One life, as we know, can make such a difference to so many people. And is that not the way that God has made it to be? We believe that death is not the end of the road. It merely takes us to our true destination, to the love and the mercy of God. It takes us to where all, all our roads lead, to light and perpetual happiness and to a place where we we will all be together. Today we ask God to bless Nancy with peace and joy, with happiness and blessings at the end of the road. So thankful today for the blessings that she has been to many people along the way. And today we ask God especially to bless her at the end of her journey. May I ask you to stand for the prayers of intercession. great confidence we make our prayers to our Heavenly Father for all our needs. For Gran, at the end of our journey through life, that she may have eternal peace. Lord, hear us. Lord, For all who have been good to us in our lives and have given good example and support to us, Lord, hear us. Lord, For all our family and other families grieving the loss of a loved one, Lord, hear us. Lord, for the world in which we live, that there might be peace and harmony amongst the nations. Lord, hear us. Lord, that the world may be more united in eradicating hunger and disease. Lord, hear us. Lord, Heavenly Father, with great confidence we make our prayers to you through Christ our Lord. Please be seated.
stand. And pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice endures may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these sacrificial offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks. Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For even though by our own fault we perish, yet by your compassion and your grace, when seized by death according to our sins, we are redeemed through Christ's great victory and with him called back into life. And so with the powers of heaven, we worship you constantly on earth and before you, without end, we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more, giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many, for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world, bring her to the fullness of charity. Together, Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember Nancy, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she, who was united with your son in a death like his, may also be one with him in his resurrection. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection, and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face, and have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. I invite you please to stand. We pray in the words that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil, and graciously grant peace in our days that by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you, look not in our sins but in the faith of your church and graciously grant our peace and unity in accordance with your will who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always.
customary at this part of the Mass to offer each other a sign of peace. So to your neighbours round about you, if you could maybe just give a wee shake of the hand and a sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. forward uh, for Holy Communion, but if you feel unable to receive Holy Communion, but perhaps would you like to receive a blessing, please feel free to come forward. Uh, if you'd like to receive a blessing, just to place your hand on your breastplate.
Let us pray. Lord God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey, mercifully grant us strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated. On the 19th of April, 1949, James and Elizabeth Kane were blessed with the birth of their second child. Despite being named Agnes, she would be forever known to everyone in her life as Nancy. Nancy grew up at her family home in Castle Chimmins Halfway, alongside her parents, her elder sister Margaret, and her two younger brothers, Jim and John. Throughout her childhood, Nancy formed a very close bond with her older sister Margaret, which continued into the pair's later years. As the sisters moved into early adulthood, they would often attend beatstalker gigs at popular venues such as the Barrowlands and Deniston Pally. Nancy and Margaret also enjoyed many nights at their local pub, The Sun Inn, where they would enjoy, many, where they would enjoy some drinks and sing-alongs with their close friends Rita, Claire, Betty, Denise and Helen. Nancy and Margaret remained very close throughout their whole life, and even in the later years, it became a summer tradition for the pair to attend Santa Ponza together. Nancy's relationship with her brother Jim would often centre around wild nights out in the pair's early adult years. The pair would often go on nights out together with their mutual friends Cathy, Margaret, Sheena and Sadie, heading to pubs such as the Tudor, the Sun Inn, the County, the Glenruth, Blantervic Social Club and Avonbridge Hotel. If a pub was in South Lanarkshire, the chances are Nancy and Jim went there for a night out and went back to someone's house afterwards for a party. On occasions, Nancy would attend work on a Monday morning feeling rough and complain to her friend Sophie about her brother Jim being a bad influence. Little did she know at the time, Sophie would eventually take part in these nights out and go on to marry her brother Jim. Nancy's relationship with her youngest brother John had a completely different dynamic. Due to an age gap, Nancy was fiercely protective of her youngest brother. In Nancy's eyes, John could do no wrong, and this was a mutual feeling shared by Nancy's sister Margaret and Nancy's brother Jim. Nancy's party days were behind her by the time John was old enough to go for a pint. However, Nancy had fond memories of spending time with John at various family events over the years and would always speak highly of her little brother. All the fun times in Nancy's early life were funded by Nancy's job as a bookkeeper for Curleys and Rutherglen. Nancy had fond memories of this job, and even in her later years, she took great pride in telling everyone she was a bookkeeper for Curleys back in the day. This job was tailor-made for Nancy, as she had an incredible ability to solve any maths equation in the blink of an eye. Over the years, this became a party trick for Nancy, as family members would often throw random maths equations at Nancy, and listen to her shout out the answer before anyone else in the room had time to think. As Nancy grew older, she went on to have three children of her own, her two daughters Deborah and Lorna, and her son Paul. Nancy gave up her job as bookkeeper during these years to fully embrace her time with her children. Nancy installed strong family values in her children, and weekends were often spent at her old family home in Castle Chimmins to allow her children some valuable time with their granny Liz. Nancy would look on with pride as her mum would tell the kids stories about the war, stories about her time working at Campbell's Lang Police Station, and most importantly, stories about their late granddad James. On occasions, she would even display her unique ability to walk on her hands, leaving Nancy and the kids in complete awe. <clears throat> Nancy would eventually go on to have seven beautiful grandchildren of her own, with Harrison leading the way as her first grandchild and later followed by Lucas, Hayden, Joseph, Elsie, Adie and Anders. It was clear as day that watching her grandchildren grow and develop personalities of her own was the happiest time of Nancy's life. 
In fact, most of Nancy's conversation during these years would often centre around her grandchildren. Unfortunately, in August 2022, Nancy was diagnosed with advanced stage small cell lung cancer. As Nancy began treatment, her daughter Lorna and her son-in-law Gary made adjustments to their home to allow Nancy to move in and care for her. Nancy never felt sorry for herself during this time and continued to embrace time with her grandchildren. Her old maths talent came in handy as she would often assist her grandson Joseph with his maths homework and she was always thrilled to be a one-person audience for her granddaughter Elsie's gymnastic displays. Weekends were the highlight of Nancy's week as she was visited by her daughter Deborah and her son Paul, who were often accompanied by her grandchildren Harrison, Lucas, Hayden, Aidy and Anders to allow them some valuable time with her granny Nancy. Nancy had a house full of her children and grandchildren, and this was the way Nancy liked it. Despite being in an incredible amount of pain and discomfort, Nancy would soldier on and fully embrace the weekends with her children and grandchildren. The sad reality is, Nancy was given a three-month life expectancy from her diagnosis in August 2022. However, her tough mentality, positive outlook, and desire to spend time with her family allowed Nancy to surpass what anyone believed was possible. Doctors said Nancy defied odds. Nurses said Nancy was a power of strength. Family said Nancy was a stubborn wee woman who didn't like being dealt with today. <laughs> Nancy's condition inevitably deteriorated at the end of June 2023. After a spell in hospital care, Nancy was discharged to begin the final stages of her life under palliative care at Lorna and Gary's home. On this occasion, Deborah and Paul also moved into their home to ensure Nancy's remaining time was as happy and as comfortable as could possibly be. Nancy's sense of humour kept everyone going during these weeks and there was really a dull moment. Nancy enjoyed many sing-alongs to Rod Stewart, many glasses of Pinot Grigio, and many, many bars of chocolate supplied by her sister Margaret, who had adopted the role of Nancy's chocolate dealer. <laughs> However, Nancy's smile was always biggest when she received hugs and kisses from her beloved grandchildren during her final weeks. <clears throat> Nancy passed away peacefully in her sleep in August of 24, 2023, surrounded by her three children. Nancy always said when the time came, this is how she wanted to pass and her family moved mountains to ensure she got what she wanted and deserved. Today we sadly lay Nancy to rest. However, her legacy will live on through the actions of her children and grandchildren, as well as the many stories exchanged between family and friends. No doubt the stories will highlight Nancy's kind heart, tough interior, and her ability to find humour in even the hardest of times. However, regardless of these amazing traits, Nancy will always be remembered for the love and admiration she had for her family. To others, Nancy is a daughter, a sister, a grandmother, a cousin, a mother-in-law, a sister-in-law, and a friend. However, my sisters and I are truly privileged to call this remarkable person Urwi Moore. wasn't it? You couldn't wish her anything better. Thank you. Please stand. <clears throat> 